0: There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. All so you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. All right, good morning everyone. It's Thursday, January 4th. I'm John Wygill here with Mark Dent and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Gen Z is making it even harder for marketers to reach them as they embrace the privacy of group chats. Many Gen Zers prefer group chats to connect with their friends versus being bombarded with ads on social media, which is very understandable. But how are brands looking to infiltrate apps like Discord to reach this tech savvy generation? More on that in a bit, but first, let's give you some hits and headlines today across business and tech. First up, Chipotle and fitness app Strava are partnering on a new promotion where Strava added new walking and running segments to its app, which all end at Chipotle locations, where users can compete against one another to earn free bowls. Because what's the best thing to have after a run? A barbacoa bowl with queso, yes. Starbucks is now letting customers use their own cups for drive-through and mobile app orders. Personal cups were previously limited to in-store purchases, but now they're a big move towards Starbucks' goal
1: of a 50% waste reduction by 2030. That's that's
0: kind of a big deal, eh, Mark?
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a major thing to shoot for. I'm I'm mostly interested though in. Kind of just seeing how this actually rolls out, as Starbucks kind of explained to CNN, they're going to have the, these contactless vessels, which is the word that they use, between someone who comes in the drive-thru with a cup of their own and, you know, somebody who comes into the store and orders on the app. You you put your cup in a contactless vessel and then it gets filled. And I, I just really want to see how this rolls out. <laughs>
0: All right. But while waste goes down, debt is going way up. America's national debt just hit a record $34 trillion for the first time ever. And this is just three months after clearing the $33 trillion debt for the first time. Speaking of some great achievements, a 13-year-old gamer became the first person to push Tetris to its absolute functional limit, reaching the game's final screen. The task, which is believed to be impossible 34 years into the game's existence, took 40 minutes and the alignment of over 1,500 block lines. Next up, in some EV news, Rimac, the Croatian EV maker known for super fast electric sports cars and its primary stake in Bugatti, is looking to launch its own robotaxi fleet by 2026. With companies like Waymo, it seems like we're entering our robotaxi era here in 2024. And finally, last night, the Indiana Pacers became the first U.S. pro sports team to display a QR code on their regular jerseys, adding a patch for tech sponsor Spokenote that leads to exclusive team content. Mark, what do you think about this integration of the great QR code on sports jerseys?
1: I I suppose that it was something that was bound to happen sooner or later. The QR code has just become so ubiquitous in, in, in our daily lives, which is just which is is frankly wild considering like in in twenty nineteen, I mean, wh- whoever used the QR code. I, I don't even know that I was really even sure how to use one. Like I'd like I'd forgotten from like two thousand seven or two thousand nine or something whenever I'd first used one. But you know, it, it's, it is interesting because, you know, the the entire sort of selling of sports jerseys, particularly in America, is a new phenomenon. I, mean, I think it was just 2017 that the NBA became the first American league to allow sponsorships on the front of jerseys. And and now it's like this QR code. And and for now, the Pacers say that they're going to use it to kind of show fans like content, the word everybody likes to use. They're going to just show fans a lot more content, just I guess. Content. And uh, it could be some never-before-seen content, they say. I I also just, you know, from a practical standpoint, you know, we're talking about that contactless vessel that I'm I'm curious to see how it works. I'm curious to see how many people are gonna be able to actually scan the QR code on a jersey. I mean, I guess if you're like looking at one in a store, but like on your T V screen, that seems quite difficult. Yeah, it
0: seems difficult for fans in attendance and at home. Uh, I personally struggle to scan the QR code at, at those restaurants that now have QR code menus. Right. So I don't know how people in the audience, or especially watching live at home, are going to be able to scan that QR code, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll test it out next week. Maybe we'll watch a game or something. Hey, I mean, the, the paces are,
1: are pretty good this year, so. Yeah, no, keep an eye on them. <laughs>
0: All right, and for our top story today, we're talking about Gen Z's love affair with group chats and similar community-based apps. The group chat preference is something that's confounding brands that are trying their hardest to get noticed and ultimately paid by Gen Z. But what exactly is Gen Z's spending power, and what's the main story here, Mark?
1: Yeah. So Gen Z, like you said, is this group of, of young people, which is the group that brands always want to get. They always want to hook them. And and Gen Z is starting to enter some of its spending prime. And it's estimated that they hold around $450 billion plus in uh, spending power already. And, and that number, of course, is only going to go up as uh, more of them enter the workforce and more of them get sort of promoted into higher paying jobs. And so- since time immemorial, or at least since people tried to sell each other things, they, they've they been wanting to advertise, <laughs> I guess, to, to get people to spend that. And it's just gotten to be a little bit more complicated with Gen Z because some of the kind of tried and true methods for advertising, they, they aren't so popular with Gen Zers. Yeah. And
0: it seems like that's a big problem for a lot of advertisers. I mean, we've talked about targeted ads before and influencer marketing before. And it seems like Gen Z is kind of trying to dodge those bullets a little more and kind of getting more into
1: their own private spaces. Exactly. Like people, I think, are avoiding social media for all kinds of different reasons, you know, right now. But but certainly one of those reasons is that it is just full of ads. I mean, you, you look at X, you look at Facebook, Instagram. I mean, it's just ads galore. And that is unappealing. And, and so, yes, a lot of Gen Zers have been going to things like Discord and Geneva and, other, and these other kind of like private group chat spaces where they kind of have their own sort of social media on there with their friends. And, you know, the problem with that, according to Digiday, is advertisers are pretty flummoxed about how to get the word out in, into those private spaces, which, which, which is quite obvious. Like those spaces are private because they want to get away from you. And, right. and now the advertisers are like, well, what do we do now?
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy that I mean it's I I would never have thought that this would happen because it's it's kind of as we as Sarah writes in her article it's kind of retro a little bit it's a bit kind of back in the day throwback for Gen Z to be wanting to get off social media and get more into these private spaces but you know we've seen brands like I'm I'm an avid Discord user and I see brands all the time like Wendy's actually made a Discord community and brands like that are just kind of getting in there making these community communities so that people can come to them and chat, I guess, about their product or about their brand. So it kind of feels like they're creating these small micro Twitters or micro Xs across these various sites to kind of fuel their brand. But I I genuinely don't know how how to
1: get people to join a Wendy's Discord. And I don't know how they've been doing it. Right. Like, I, I, I think that these sort of experiments are are just experiments right now. And, and it's unclear how successful they've been for for companies like Wendy's. I mean, according to Vogue, there have been a lot more sort of luxury brands that have tried to do this. I mean, there's even like a, a sort of like consulting firm that kind of helps them to do this. But wow. it, it's kind of like, you know, that's one thing where I, I think people have like a natural, because those are luxury brands, there's sort of like more of a desire to listen, I I suppose, and and perhaps jump into a Discord that's brought to you by like Sotheby's rather than Wendy's. Whereas, uh, you know, Wendy's, it's just kind of like, I mean, when I hear about like a Discord started by a brand, it just makes me think of like that famous meme of the, how do you do fellow kids? I I mean, there's no (laughs) getting (laughs) around. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, unless they take it to some interesting measures, like maybe, you know, dangling that discount carrot in front of everybody's face, it, it, might be a little hard to get people on, but i I see what you're saying with luxury brands. like I, I see also Gucci is listed as a brand that's made a, a discord server. And with a brand like that, you know, maybe I don't know if they're offering like a, a nice, I don't know four percent discount on anything, that's pretty sizable for Gucci. So maybe they'll be interested in that
1: yeah and it's you know it, it's interesting too because while we are seeing a lot of people starting to use you know discord and and some of these other kind of chat apps, I mean there are still massive audiences on social media they're they're just not growing like they used to and and the sure. same is true for like ad spend on social media like i was I was looking up a, a few statistics to kind of just see like you know what it is and and I mean we're talking like in the us something like sixty billion dollars per year is used on social media ad spend and, and you're talking even more than that is on online ad spend. And then even more than that is used on more traditional things still like TV and, and just sort of like what we would think of as sort of more like legacy media. So it's, it's interesting that like, you know, brands are certainly having to dabble sort of in this new realm, but like, I mean, the bulk of their spending is still going to what we would consider more traditional things.
0: Yeah, sure. And it's also, uh, I think, of note uh, to talk about um, what new avenues for advertising that we've seen as of late uh, in in kind of the next stage of this whole trend being like places like Fortnite and Roblox to get to those kids and uh, Retro, which is a chat GPT powered messaging app for Gen Z users that, that people have started to use as well. So there seem to be a lot of new avenues opening up as well. And as traditional media, you know, as we talked about, TV magazines start to maybe decline a little more. Places like this seem to be popping up now.
1: Right, and I think it just kind of gets back to how are you going to be able to like advertise to people in a relatively authentic way in a way that doesn't appear invasive. I mean, a lot of those ads on social media, I mean, th- they do feel somewhat invasive. Yet, like at the same time, if you're on Twitter or, or X rather, and you're just kind of scrolling, like, yeah, you'll you'll probably notice when something's an ad, but it still kind of looks like a regular post. But to me, it's going to be even more jarring if I'm in like a private group chat and all of a sudden I, I see an advertisement for like a fast food hamburger. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, my friends and I might talk about fast food a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's to hoping that they find
0: less intrusive ways to enter our space in the near future. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us today here. Thanks everybody for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Tripiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. And we'll see you tomorrow, everybody.